0: You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Miman in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar If Lucknow's jersey gave you a major shock during tonight's match, thinking Kolkata were up against Mohan Bagan instead, let me tell you a short story. So, in 1911, Mohan Bagan created history when they came back from a goal down to beat East Yorkshire Regiment. in the IFA Shield final. Now, football fans, I'm not saying that match 68 of the Indian T20 League was historically as significant, but Ayaz Memon, it was still a great comeback from the team in green and maroon,
1: wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. And what a great, you know, it was a great match, all told. Uh, Till the last ball, as has happened so often this season, till the last ball, one didn't know which side would win. Finally, I think, just the fact that... uh, you know, Lucknow had perhaps, perhaps you know, put in a little more effort. Uh, perhaps played a little more sensibly in the current situation, helped them go over the finish line. Uh, Kolkata might rue the fact that uh, you know they could have planned it a little better. But this is all you know, looking back in hindsight. But you have to acknowledge that Rinku Singh made them made it. You know, made it so enthralling this whole the, the whole run chase, and he's done that often enough this season. He did it once again and almost won the day for for Kolkata. Unfortunately, it was not to be.
0: Now let me give you a quick match recap. Put to bat first, Lucknow scored 176 runs with Nicolas Puran scoring a half century. And in response, Kolkata were just one run short. They scored 175. Rinku Singh with yet another half-century, as Ayaz mentioned, batted brilliantly. Ayaz, first things first, Lucknow had a poor start with the bat. Now they knew that they needed to win big for a place in top two. Do you think that somehow got into their subconscious,
1: resulting in some irrational short selection? Oh, absolutely, sure. I think you put, a, put your, you know, you, you hit it on the head. The, you, what you said is absolutely right. I thought they were trying to do two things. One is win the match, the other is try trying... and, Boost their uh, you know net run rate so that in case if there is a problem about who goes in into the playoffs or at least try and get into the top two that was their aim. If you get the two points, you would still be in the in the playoffs. But if you get enough runs and you win, you improve your net run rate, then you can finish in the top two. They tried that because remember they are a very good team and their batting has been pretty impressive over the past few matches I might say because you've got guys like Stoyness and Puran and and some of the others Krunal Pandya but this night they came a little unstuck and it took I think uh, you know uh, an innings of brilliance from Nicholas Puran to get them onto a score of about 175-176 which gave them the opportunity to defend it.
0: Now when they look back into this season Kolkata will hardly remember any positives but I will name two from the very few Harshit Rana and Weber-Varora, of course. Seven overs between them, 51 runs and three wickets. I Ayaz, do you think that's the Indian pace department sorted for Kolkata for the upcoming
1: seasons? Well, they've been very impressive, let's face it. Because who would have thought at the start of the season that these are the two names that will figure so prominently? They've also got Lockie Ferguson, Tim Southie, some of the other better-known names amongst fast, fast bowlers. But it's these two young guys who've been so impressive. Apart from that, you uh, you know, Kolkata's bowling attack is more or less just spinners. So, yes, they've also got Andre Russell. But essentially, they've relied on Varun Chakravarti, Suyash Suyash Sharma, and Sunil Narayan to see them through. It worked for a while, but they needed uh, the fast bowlers to come to their aid. And I thought these two boys did it excellently. It's just that they didn't manage to win the last game. But... There's so much promise that they hold out for the future.
0: Now, as you mentioned Suyash Sharma, of course, I would like to point out a strange call by Kolkata management. Suyash came in as the impact player, remember, bowled just the one over, conceded 12 runs, was nowhere to be seen again. Could Kolkata have used that play, that impact substitution on a batter, maybe
1: say Jagadishan or Mandeep Singh, who were on that impact substitution list? Oh, I think so. I mean, in hindsight, yes, they could have done a lot more. I thought, you know, the, the uh, they had they had put Lucknow under pressure by bowling well, keeping them to, you know, I mean, Lucknow also benefited in the last couple of overs where they got 15, 18 runs. Otherwise, the target could have been lesser. Then the run chase began. I thought Kolkata were on course to pull off a what would have been a fine win. Then they had a bit of a stutter or a major stutter. And then again, you had Rinku Singh playing the kind of knock that only he has been doing this season. But you're right. You know, if, if the impact player could have been a batter or a batsman instead of a bowler, it just could have made a difference. Because look at the margin of, you know, that separated the two teams, just one run. So that's where sometimes your calculation about who you want as the impact player can become so, so critical. Now, at one
0: stage, Lucknow was struggling at 73 for 5 and then we saw what Nicholas Puran can do at times when he gets going. This has already been his best season, remember? I asked, irrespective of whatever happens from now on. Would you say Nicholas Puran still has been among the best finishers this season? He
1: is. In fact, even the West Indies, which he's also captain before giving up that leadership role, uh, he, he's been renowned for his finishing prowess. He's a very powerful striker of the ball, very, very fluent on the offside very strong with the horizontal bat shots. And yes, I think this season we have seen the best of Nicholas Puran. Last season, I mean, he's been paid fancy prices earlier also, but he's not been able to deliver. This season, he just seemed to get into the groove and he's pulled off some stunning, stunning innings.
0: Now, Kolkata had a great start with the bat, but then the spin trio of Krunal Pandya, Krishnappa Gautam and Ravi Bishnui worked wonders for Lucknow. Now, besides his bowling, ayas, would you give full marks to Krunal Pandya, the skipper,
1: for how he used that three spinners? I thought he was very adroit today. He's been he's, he's come under some kind of flack in earlier matches, especially where you know not sending Ayush Badoni, for instance, for to bat a little higher up in the order, or sh- shuttling, uh, you know shuffling the batting order for no reason. Apparently, uh, not playing his strong suit at the right time. His his captaincy came under a lot of question, but I thought in this match he was very very astute. He was on the ball and he he led the team really well. In a close match is when you see leadership qualities, you know, and you define them as they are as, as whether they are good or not. And in this match, one can say that Krunal Pandya was pretty much in charge and he did a damn good job of it. Now what a
0: shame that we will not see Rinku Singh anymore this season. Sixty seven runs <laughs> today has 67 runs in only 33 deliveries today, almost won the game for Kolkata. ayas in India's next T20 series, we
1: definitely should see those two words, Rinku and Singh, on the squad sheet. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think there'll be a clamour for him if he's not there. He's done enough this season to suggest that he should be playing in this format at the highest level. Now, look, I, I must say that, you know, the, the, the India T20 League is not an international tournament. It's a domestic tournament. That said, the quality of players that is there in in this league, there are many international players, and the the level of competition is very intense, very high. So those who do well here will automatically and obviously be under, you know, will be in the limelight and the spotlight. And I'd be very surprised if somebody like Rinku Singh is not in the shortlist already uh, of the selectors. Remember, somebody like Ravi Shastri, who's been former India coach, has named four or five players who he thinks should be in the India T20 team and Rinku Singh is amongst them.
0: Now, Lucknow huffed and puffed, but they eventually managed to get into the playoffs. They finished third, which means that they'll have to play three matches to lift the silverware come the end of the season. Margin of error, of course, is zero. I ask, do you think
1: they have got that in them? I mean, that's a, that's a million-dollar question. Last year also, last season, they looked very good, and then they kind of fizzled out. Uh, this season, they've started very impressively, then they went through a period of lull, and they've come back. They've come back, and they're in the playoffs. I think that's the, the the first objective that they had, and they made that. They made it clear that they're in the top four. So they have a very good chance of reaching the final, maybe even winning the tournament. But when I say very good chance, it will mean it also means that they'll they'll have to be at the top of their game. Because if they're not, look at the other teams there. Gujarat, Chennai, and we will have to wait and see which is the fourth team which joins them. But all teams at this stage are very, very tough. It's not going to be a cakewalk for any side. Le- not the least, Lucknow.
0: Now, huge, huge day tomorrow. Two very big games coming up. The first of that will be Mumbai taking on Hyderabad. Now, remember, Mumbai not only need two points... But given their poor net run rate, they perhaps need to win big. But Ayaz, when you are stuck in this precarious position, do you think of winning big and going gung ho right from the start, or just focus on the basics and winning first?
1: I think it'll have to be a blend of both because you you know that you know just winning may not be enough. So you have to try and make it make it count, make it meaningful. So you also have to make sure that you don't squander any opportunities to push up your net run rate. I think this is going to be an interesting match because Hyderabad, I haven't looked a, a, a you know a very good team uh, throughout or consistently, but at times they've looked very very threatening, especially when somebody like Andre uh, Klaassen gets going or even Iden Markram. Uh, Mayank Markande has been a very good leg spin bowler for them. He's been very successful and he can he's troubled the best batsman. So it's not you know and, and Mumbai they bat deep. But they also have some problems. Rohit Sharma hasn't played a big innings for a long time. And their bowling has not been the best. What we've seen of Mumbai in the past years is nowhere, uh, you know, reflected in the current bowling strength. So, it's not that one can write off Hyderabad completely. Mumbai will start as favourites playing at the Wankhede, But they'll have to be at the top of the game, as I say.
0: What will happen at the Wankhede tomorrow, we don't know. What will happen at the Chinnaswami tomorrow, we don't know. Ayaz, we'll be back with you tomorrow as usual Thank you for your time.
1: Lovely speaking to you. We'll catch up again tomorrow, Shuva. Bye-bye.
0: That was today's episode of the T20 Podcast with Ayaz Meman in association with Lloyd. Khayal Jo Ghar Ko ghar This is a Quint original podcast executive produced by Shelly Walya and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Shuva Dityabos. produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu and Anjali Palor. And a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Meman. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. you were listening to the queen's podcast